Welcome to Born to Thrive, Going Deeper with God. Together, we will journey into the heart of God as revealed in His Word. Discover why we were created for more. Hello, friends. Welcome to Going Deeper with God. I am excited about this. um, I guess I should say passionate. Passion is probably a better word. I'm very passionate about what I'm going to talk about today, probably because I know for sure that this is heavy on the heart of God. And I say that not because I have some sort of divine wisdom that no one else has. I'm not at all saying that. I'm just saying that the Word of God expresses what's in the heart of God. And unity in the body of Christ is at the very root of the gospel and what God desires from his church. And as we enter into this political um, season that we are in right now and and about to head into it, I'm really concerned about how the church will represent God in the midst of this. And so I want to say that again, because I think that that's more important than even the outcome of, of the election. And that is, how do we as believers in Jesus Christ represent God in the midst of this? My concern is this, that in 2020 and 2016 and throughout this whole political fiasco that we found ourselves in, in so many ways, the church did not represent the very heart of God. This isn't even about the election or who won or whatever. I'm not saying that we should not be politically active because I believe that we should. The Bible says that we're the light of the world and that and that we're the salt of the world. And so we need to be able to allow our influence to to impact our communities. And so please hear that that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this that our battle is not with flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 clearly says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and heavenly places. And the church has kind of forgotten that, and we've put on our, um, I don't even want to, it's not, it's like an armor with holes all in it. So we have a mixture of quoting scripture and then a mixture of doing exactly what the world does. And this is what I mean by that. And I'm going to be frank about it. Whenever we put on the posture of hate, of attacking um, people of different beliefs, of, you know, vengeance and all of this stuff is not biblical. Let's just call it what it is. It's of the flesh. And it does not produce the fruit that God desires to see in the earth. And it doesn't draw people to Jesus. So remember that regardless of where we are, and what we do, whether we're called to be school teachers or lawyers, doctors, stay-at-home moms, whatever it is, business owners, whatever it is that we are called to do, our assignment is the same. We have different ways of expressing that based on our personal giftings and our callings from the Lord, but the outcome is the same. And that is God has a desire, a deep desire to bring the loss into the kingdom of God. End of discussion. God's desire is that we draw people in and that we represent him in the earth today. And so you may be saying, well, Yeah, but 
God is against abortion. God is against, you know, this and this and this and this. And that's absolutely right. But guess what? We have no right to speak into the life of anyone if we cannot demonstrate love for them. If we don't love them, we misrepresent God. We can have our theology right, but if we hate and put down and call in curses on people and all the crazy mess I saw in 2020, if we do that, we misrepresent God and we're actually representing the devil. I'm just going to say it. We're actually representing the devil. So we have to be careful about this thing because it's critical. So what does that look like when we're in a, when we're in this season? It means this, our heart posture needs to be, God, how can I reach people who are hurting right now? This person believes this way because they're hurting or because they're in rebellion or whatever that is. How can I demonstrate the love of God? I am not at all ever saying that we compromise the word of God for anything. I am not saying that. But we have no right to speak into the life of another person if we do not love them. Now, let me go back and talk about unity in the body of Christ, because really that's at the very root of our issue. The root of our issue is pride, because we think we know it all. We think that our camp knows it all. Our our um, political party is God's political party, whether you're left or right or whatever, or in between, you know, we believe that our, our denomination knows it all. We believe that we know it all. And so we're unwilling to hear the opinions or the heart of our brothers and sisters who also are washed in the blood of Jesus, born again. We're going to spend eternity together, um, but we, we don't even want to have fellowship um, with that person. That is called sin. It's sinful. And I think one of the things I want to emphasize is not that it's sin. Yeah, it is sin. Let's let's just call it what it is. But you are grieving the heart of God. You are grieving the Holy Spirit when you do are not willing to walk in love and unity. I'll say it one more time. You're grieving the heart of Father God, of our Savior Jesus, Holy Spirit. The Bible says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit when you have a negative, hateful attitude towards your brothers and sisters. End of discussion. You're grieving the heart of God. Not only that, Satan loves it. Satan wants to destroy the church. He does that internally by dividing the church because he knows that when we come together the way Jesus wants us to and has called us to, he can't win. The problem is, is that we're so divided and we don't even know it. And we think our way is God's way. We think that God is like us instead of us humbling ourselves to be more like him. And, and how do we know the difference? All you have to do is read the Bible and obey it. It's not that hard. You read the Bible and you obey it and you, you yield to it. But we think somehow we're better. Our way is better. Our thoughts are better. And we've taken on the attitude that Satan has in the world. In other words, instead of having our minds renewed by the Holy Spirit, our minds are corrupted by Satan and we seem to delight in it. The dangerous part about this is when we are 
obeying the mandates of the devil by being hateful and criticizing and putting down and calling curses and doing all this crazy mess. When we are doing that, and then we put Jesus in the middle of it. There's a lot of that going on, and that is extremely dangerous. So if you're doing that, please, I beg of you to repent and ask God to forgive you, and then open up your Bible and begin to read it. And then every time the Holy Spirit checks your heart, say, God, forgive me, I choose to obey this. God, forgive me, I choose to love this person. I'm going to read something in in Ephesians chapter 4, and I really believe this is something that we need to cling to, and we need to repent of our waywardness, our sin, rebellion, and submit to the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it's Ephesians chapter, chapter 4, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you, or I beg of you, to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank or your high calling given to you in your divine calling. So we should be examples of Jesus. That doesn't mean we don't sin. It doesn't mean we never mess up. It just means that we're quick to repent and get back in alignment, quick to repent, get back in alignment. That's going to be our journey until Jesus comes quick to repent and back in alignment. And God can use you when you walk in humility You're quick to repent and you're back in alignment. Let me keep reading. It says, with tender humility, there it is, tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. So those people that get on your last nerve, the Lord says that we are to show generous love towards them. Generous love, right? Okay. Be faithful to guard the sweet, oh, I love this. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit, as you are all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. So what does that mean? That is so beautiful that we are to walk in sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, if you're not walking in unity with your brothers and sisters and you have no desire to, you're not in harmony. Think about music and how beautiful it is when you hear a song and that beautiful melody and there's this this beautiful sound that resonates and it creates such beautiful music, right? Because they're all in harmony with one another. When the church is divided and fighting, there's no there's no sound. Nobody can even discern. They can't see Jesus. Let's just put it that way. So our beautiful harmony is actually a, it, it is a, a representation of the love of Jesus for the world. It is, our harmony is a beautiful sound that resonates in, in the world that brings people hope. It brings them this desire to know Jesus. Let me say this. You can get your candidate. I mean, since we're in the political season right now, there isn't, how can I put it this way? There isn't a Christian political party. There are some that you may say this person, this party has more um, Christian values. This one has more Christian values. People depending on which side of the aisle you vote on, is probably going to depend on those things as believers, probably it's going to depend on those things that matter the most to you that are biblical. And then you kind of like, okay, well, 
I know that's bad, but I'm not going to even get into that. That's something between you and the Holy Spirit. To me, the biggest issue is this. Regardless of where you find yourself politically or what denomination you belong to or whatever it is, we have to recognize something that we we live our life to shine the love of Jesus to this world before it's too late. We need to be a light in the midst of darkness right now. And that cannot happen if we're, we're fighting each other. So I am not saying we can't do anything good in our own little, little um, hole or box or whatever. Um, but we are called to come together as one, as one to bring in the light of Jesus. And how do we do this when we walk in unity? And so I want to say this too. We are talking about growing deeper with God. And what does that look like? It looks like this. It looks like instead of thinking about what we want and what we desire, we first say, God, what is in your heart? Like our journey should not be to have the best life in the world, you know, to have all the comfort that we want in this life, um, to get all the things that we desire to have and to win souls. It really shouldn't be that. It should be God what is on your heart? What is in your heart? We know that God wants to win souls for Jesus, but we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to be in harmony with him. We want to, we want to know um, that God, what, what breaks your heart breaks my heart. What brings you joy brings my, brings my heart joy. We want to be so in tuned with the feelings and the emotions and the passion of our God that we're in harmony with him. If we get it flipped and it's about us all the time, we will strive to do things that make us comfortable, make us happy, that make us quote unquote successful in this world and we'll win some souls, right? But then you're, you're, your attitude is still wrong. Your attitude is more of a workspace and it's about you. Look what I did. I got this great job. I got this great house. I got this. I got this. I got this. And I won souls. So even soul winning can be about you instead of about Jesus. So what am I saying? I am saying this, that we are called to a higher place, a place where we are so um, connected with Jesus through the Holy Spirit that we feel what he feels. We, we're moved when he's moved. When he's grieved, we're grieved. We do not want to be in a place where we're the ones grieving the Holy Spirit because of our rebellion. And I'm saying this as your sister in Christ who I still, like we all have things that we struggle with. So please hear me. I am not saying that I don't struggle and you struggle and blah. I don't even believe in pointing fingers like we see all over the internet, all over YouTube and everywhere. This person, God told me that person sinned. God told me that person sinned. I don't believe in that. I don't believe you go around blasting everybody's sins everywhere. I do believe in accountability and things like that when it comes to leadership. So I'm not talking about that. But sometimes I see things on here on the internet. God showed me this horrible thing about this person. Well, then I'm going to be wondering, okay, let's see what the Bible says. Did you talk to that person one-on-one? -on -one? Did you try to talk to that person? Have you interceded and prayed for that person? I mean, we jump past all of that because we try to make ourselves great in, our, in the eyes of other people and in our own eyes. But we're called to a higher calling than that. That's fleshly. That's worldly. 
God has called us here. And that means that our passion is, God, what brings you joy? What delights your heart? How can I bring joy to your heart today? What grieves you grieves me. And I will tell you this, when God's church is divided and fighting, when people are dying and not knowing Jesus loves them, and we've got a problem with addiction and the fentanyl crisis, we've got sex trafficking going on, we've got all kinds of horrific things happening all over the place. And we're fighting and they they can't see any hope. That's on us. Let me say that is on us because when the church comes together, we will see people getting saved, people having hope, people understanding that they are deeply loved by God, people understanding that there is a Savior who forgives me for everything I've ever done. Everything is gone by the blood of Jesus. People will begin to see the beauty of our Savior when they see a a church loving one another, loving God, loving one another, and loving the world, people that need it the most, the way that Jesus did. And so as we, I guess here's here's the, the bottom line, as we enter into this season of, you know, all of the political stuff. And that's when people go crazy, lose their minds and forget they have a God on the throne. I'm talking to believers right now. Before we do that, and I'm not saying we shouldn't get um, on our knees and be praying and interceding. That's where our power is, right? We And through intercession and prayer and love, right? We need to be doing all of those things. We need to be um, the light, but we can't be light without love. We cannot be light without unity. End of discussion. You know why? Because our God is holy and his word is pure. There's no one like him. You cannot add to it. It isn't God and it's God all by himself. And he has called us to sit with him in heavenly places and to bring the love of Jesus into the world. However, if we refuse in this hour to be unified, and if we exalt our politician, denomination, whatever it is, so high that you can't walk in love, then we're going to pay the price for it in this hour. We will. But I do believe that God is gathering people together that are hearing the voice and the cry of the passion of the Holy Spirit and of our Savior that we come together in unity and go get his lost sheep. Go get those that are hurting. Bring healing to those that have addiction issues. Go get the one that feels like they are worthless and tell them how beautiful they are in my eyes. That is our calling. That brings joy to the heart of God. And so join me on this journey of first intimacy with God. God, what is on your heart? What brings you joy? And secondly, God, show me how to love God. I choose to love even that brother, that sister that drives me nuts. I'm going to love on them. Even my co-worker who believes totally different than I do, that's all right. Love them. We don't get to choose. We just need to love, right? All right. That's all I've got. I will see you next time on Going Deeper with God. Thank you. If you are struggling in life, you are not alone. We have a Christ-centered mental health team ready to walk with you down the path of healing. To find out more, there is a link in the show notes. 
Consider becoming a financial partner with Building Bridges Ministries. The link can be found in the show notes. Together, we will multiply kingdom impact. You are the water. Yeah, you are the living water. My well is dry. I need you in my life. I'm thirsty. Said my well is empty.